For all of you who listen to Submersion and own an Android device, go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android device. I personally use the app and I love it. I can search for the podcast I want to listen to, select it as a favorite, and have it just a click away. Make sure to select Submersion as a favorite so you don't miss any of our new episodes. Again, the app is the Podcast Republic app, available on Android devices. Micropod. Micropod number two. Well, episode 96, though. It is episode 96, Micropod 2. Woo. Woo, 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 woo. And I'm pretty excited for this movie. I'm not going to lie. It's a great movie. I think it could have. We'll I think get it to that have, later. It could have been a full episode, but I feel like it's an appropriate length for a micropod, and I'll get to that. I would think so. And anyway, before we get into that, we need to talk about some stuff that went down tonight on a bowling night. Right. Absurd. So last week... I bowled like total trash. Had one of the worst games in two years that I've ever bowled. Actually, I think it might be the worst game anyone's ever bowled. Wow. Arguably. Not that bad. Not that bad. Close. Not that bad. Anyways, I came out this week. I did okay. Mm -hmm. All right. For the most part. 150, 174, trending upwards. 211. 211. And you're crushing it. And everyone would look around and be like, 211, amazing. Kyle, wow, we love that you. That guy's going to win. Yeah. They'd high five you. They kiss you on your lips. It's all good. Everything's great. It didn't even feel like I did that. I got absolutely dominated. The guy I was playing against rolled like a 274 or something crazy. <laughs> Not great. You got crushed. For me. Yeah. I did. Because I remember I walked away and I came back to the table. I was like, I just rolled a 211. And somebody's like, wait, you did? It's like, yeah. Yes. Because we were all losing so badly, including it you. It didn't even matter. Yeah. Didn't matter. Crazy. Yeah. I'm sad now, actually. Yeah. So as we all do with micropods, uh, we talk about something that's happening last week. Kyle obviously is very passionate about bowling and very he wanted to talk about that. I don't know, did you watch or do anything? Video games, books, um, movies, TV shows, anything of interest for you this last week? So actually, I guess Next week, I am getting a very a special edition Nintendo Switch for Ooh. Animal Crossing. Nice. And so, yeah. Switch came out three years ago, whatever, and I've just been playing Animal Crossing on my uh, 3DS a lot lately, but then I was like, you know what? There are other games that I probably should enjoy. And so, they have Luigi's Mansion 3 out there, and so I have been playing through... They remade Luigi's Mansion 1... And then they made a second one for the DS. And so I've been going through and playing, trying to replay those. It's a little a good bit one. of, you know, a little fun gaming in my life. But yeah, it's good. I remember that. I remember that nothing first, crazy. That first Luigi's Mansion, that was GameCube, right? That was a, that was a cube game? Yes. I think yeah. so. Yeah. And they remade it for the 3DS. That's good. A little bit harder to control, but I mean. I can see that. Whatever. I don't, I don't have a GameCube anymore, so. That's a shame. Um, it is. How about you? So uh, we've been trying to, me and my wife have been trying to do uh, kind of watching more movies in uh, the cinema because uh, we're cinephiles, but also because every time we go to a movie, we're like, oh, we enjoyed that experience. But then we always find excuses not to go to the movies. So we're like, you know, we're not going to, no more excuses. Cut that shit. 
So we've been trying to do at least one a month. And so last month was Little Women. Liked it. Enjoyed it. Thumbs up. Good movie. Uh, this month, or uh, I guess February, the month that just ended, uh, was Call of the Wild. If you know that one, Kyle. It's like, oh. Harrison Ford with the Harrison Ford. CGI dog. Exactly. CGI dog. And that's what everyone knows about it. CGI dog. All that stuff. Okay. So that's, my, that's pretty much all I know about it is I looked at it and I'm like, why did they make that dog CGI? Exactly. And this is, and this is what I'm going to be talking about. So it's a solid movie. Interesting. Cause it's, it is pushing some boundaries technology, uh, technology wise. Like I feel like Brahm was even talking about with Godzilla, like we're getting to the point where we're almost to the point where we won't look back and be like embarrassed by the CGI of some of these movies. This one's probably not quite there. It does look a little silly here and there with the dog. Um, but otherwise, I mean, at times you do kind of forget that it's a CGI dog. So that's, that's fairly impressive that they're able to even get to that point. Um, which is pretty good. Uh, otherwise, you know, not, not anything crazy about it. Not really pushing too many boundaries with the story. Pretty much a straight adaption of the book. But that in itself is somewhat pushing boundaries because in the past, whenever they've done adaptations of Call of the Wild, they've shifted the focus onto the human rather than the dog. Cause obviously you can't have like a dog actor take on like 90%. Of a film that'd be unless it's animated exactly so that's that's, uh, that's another thing where like because they chose that they're able to make something that's much closer to the book than anything previous and so i thought that was kind of cool now one thing that i did do as a result of this look back on the other adaptations that have happened so here the, there's been four major adaptations including the one that i just watched harrison ford's character was played by in the previous films clark gable charlton heston Rucker Hauer and now Harrison Ford. Pop- Wait, Rucker Hauer yeah. of in no nope. Gosh, yeah. what movie was that? Yeah, but that's the um, thing. What, what's what's so bad? I'm so bad. What's common about all these these movies? Is Clark Gable sub run silent run deep? Charlton Heston yes. sub Grey Lady Down. Rucker Hauer sub Hostile Waters. Harrison that's Ford the movie. Sub K nineteen Widowmaker. Oh, all summary captain. Goodness, all of them. Is that crazy? The main character of crazy. all of the Call of the Wilds have been captains of submarines in cinema. And there's only been four of these movies made. Well, technically speaking, there's been a couple other ones. Like there's an well, anime. There's an anime them. one. Do you do you know who played the uh, uh, the main character in that one, or the human in that <sighs> one? I Brian, don't know. Brian Cranston. Really? Sub movie. I know, but he wasn't the submarine captain, so that kind of like puts well, a, but puts he, a, all right. a monkey wrench into it. He was okay. he, he was Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> he was. That he was. Uh okay. He and was also it, in a Godzilla movie, so That's true. He was Whatever. in a Godzilla movie. Also not a submarine captain. Or was he? Question mark. Could have been. We don't know. Did don't he know. sabotage that Russian sub? We didn't see all the backstory. He could have been a retired submarine captain. All right. Very, very true. And I think with that, we might be ready to dive into <laughs> Dive, 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 dive. What began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world. Mac East Studios takes you on the journey of your lifetime as your captains, Alex the Mustard Man, the artist formerly known as Brom, Jamie the Ointment, Kyle El Capitan, and Zach the Backbone present Submersion. 
All right. Should I? So basically, I don't think we've even mentioned it. Kyle, what did we watch this week for our micropod? For this micropod, we got to watch the 2006 party instant classic broken lizard film beer fest amazing and i i i think we both own it right i do not own a physical oh. copy but i am strongly considering it oh that's say i could have okay well what did you get it from the library man so I actually rented the super unrated version. Oh, okay. So that's that. Yeah, I'm not sure I that yeah, yeah, and did all that. But I do have a copy on my computer, but I would have had to like do all kinds of fancy projecting and casting mm. and whatnot. And I was trying to get my wife to watch it. Ultimately, that didn't end up happening. No, unsuccessful. <laughs> I know. Probably for the best. So I wasted $4, but whatever. That's fine. It's fine. It's all fine. They deserve it. It's fine. They it's fine. It. I said the it's mine. Fine. It's fine. I don't need it, guys. I'm not that hard up for cash yet. Um, Maybe one day. And so, yeah, we watched Beer Fest. It's an amazing movie. And should I get into the recap? I think you probably should. Do you have a timer set? I will in five, four, three, two, one, go. Okay. So it's Beer Fest. We open. Jan and Todd Wolfhouse, they mourn the death of their grandfather. They le- he leaves him uh, his German bar. They are tasked by their great-grandmother to go to Munich and return his ashes to the sacred family resting place. They oblige, obviously, because they hear, uh-oh, it's Oktoberfest. And they're ready to get over there and get drunk as well. We see all kinds of tits. It's all really great. And I put on some glasses and looked at those. And they, But they, they are already in this, like, everyone hates them. And so, like, they ruin Oktoberfest, but they're quickly whisked away and they're taken to the family location. Turns out that family location, it's actually the where they host Beer Fest, this drinking tournament with the Americans aren't even invited because they suck. Everyone hates them and no one likes them. The champions embarrass them, the Germans. And it turns out that they're actually family, that they are all, like, shitting on their family. All those American ones, they all suck. And they mess with them and they send them back to America and they ruined their grand- grandfather's ashes. They get back to America and they're like, uh, vengeance, ever heard of it? And so they assemble a team. It is, consists of them two, a genius Fink, an eating champion, Landfill, and Barry, the best drinking game uh, player uh, ever, and also a man whore that they find at Nurbridge. Anyways, they start to train and they have a lot to learn, but they learn to live and love and they really start to bond and everything is going super great especially when they discover their secret family recipe in like a doll that the grandfather left for them. And so that becomes wildly popular and the Germans become enraged and they come to steal the beer recipe in a submarine. Note that. And then they bust in, they can't get the the recipe. So instead they kind of ruin the bar. They ruin everything. They send in a mole to go grab the recipe. That mole ends up killing landfill. Landfill is like tussling with her and gets thrown into a vat of beer. He dies. And everyone's like super sad and like, we can't possibly go to beer fest. But it turns out that Landfill's brother shows up, Gil, and he's just like Landfill and he wants to join. And then also their great grandmother is like, oh, I knew about the whole time and you got to go, you know, revenge. Come on. And so they join back up. They head to Munich. They head to beer fest. They start crushing teams, including like the Swedes and the Irish or the English and all kinds of stuff. They beat all of them. They get to the finals. They're against the Germans. They get to a tie, and they're going to have to defeat Das Boot, this big, like, boot thing with filled with beer. 
they actually get all the way to the end. They almost beat them, but then uh, Gil slash Landfill gets like tricked into failing, so they lose and they do double for nothing. We 100% we can beat you, and then they they go through it again, and by the skin of their teeth, they're able to win, and they win everything. They're super happy. They get the key to the German uh, brewery, and the family name is wiped clean and they celebrate by going to Amsterdam where we are hinted at that they're going to get another movie called uh, Weed Fest that never actually occurred. The end. You did that under time. I am impressed. How much time was it? You had 10 seconds left. Wow. See? Yeah. I, I, I See, I feel like I honed that one. Last time I did it kind of on the fly. Didn't do so well. This time I honed it, really narrowed it down, got it going. Pretty good. You did. You did. You did pretty great. I'm not going to lie. It was great, James. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so thumbs up, thumbs down by you guys. So you have two thumbs, I believe, right? You don't have – you haven't lost your hand yet, right? Not – it was close oh. after bowling. Uh, there was a slight um, accident getting into my house, but I still have both thumbs. Great. So you can do a thumbs up on the movie itself or thumbs down. Yes. Thumbs up on the submarine portion of the film. Or a thumbs down. What do you think? All right. All right. I got to preface all this. So, Beer Fest is a movie that obviously I've seen before. I even have a glass drinking boot because I saw this movie and I thought, wow, I need that. And my wife got it for me, I think for Christmas or something like that. I get all these weird things for Christmas and I love it. So, I have one of those. Love it. And I used to just sit in our apartment when we were married. Very early on, I think she put on a chick flick, and the 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 boot would hold like like four or five beers, and nice. I'd sit there and just drink a drink a boot while she would watch these movies. And um, I know I'm a winner, guys. I'm a role model. Yeah. And now when I sit down and watch this movie, it is so much better because I am around the age when they are forming the drinking team. Hmm. And it's so much funnier to me because you look at these guys who are like, oh, yeah, you know, we used to be drinking so hard. We could do it. We could do it. We can do it. We can do it. No problem. And they really struggle. And I think they're even at a house party at one point and the cops show up and some kid and they're all hiding in the bushes. Somebody's like, what are you, 40? You guys like, uh, I'm 32, you know, and he just like walks that was away. A, that was really funny because he looks... He looks considerably older than I am, and I'm older than 32. And I was like, right, oh, I know. Boy. He, does, he does look older, <laughs> and I think he is. But yeah. I just, that cracked me up because I'm like, okay, you know, that's like, whatever. That's what's going on right now. And so the drinking games, all that stuff, so good. I think this movie is done so well. It's so funny. It's, it's stupid, but it's so funny. Everything in it is hilarious. I. I wish I could just use both my hands. I give it two thumbs up. Love this movie. Sub scene, absolutely necessary. The Germans, who, by the way, have just over-the-top accents that are cracking me up the whole time. I don't even... <laughs> it's just so goofy. Anyway, their grandfather is somebody that you might not recognize his name. Uh, Jürgen Prochnow. Jürgen Prochnow. I'm probably pronouncing right. that incorrect in one way or another if you're not familiar with german cinema you may not recognize that name however if you're familiar with the podcast you might recognize that name as the captain of das boot 
And so at a point, he's like, we got to get out of the sub. I've had a bad experience in one one time. And I was right. just cracking up because we know. We know what happened. And there's another moment in the movie that I – so two thumbs up to that scene. Another moment in the movie where I just lost it. I was laughing out loud so hard is when they very first meet uh, Badgernath, the yeah, all-time drinking Barry. champion. Barry. And he's trying to play quarters off the hood of a car. And he's really struggling. And he's there with all these other male prostitutes underneath the bridge. And there's this one guy. And yeah. (laughs) So Antonio has this wild afro. His hair looks absolutely insane. He's wearing this like just tank top belly shirt. And a quarter flies off the car. And he and another male prostitute get into a struggle. And he picks up that quarter. He's like, (laughs) it's like, what the hell was that? And he just looks so strung out. It's so great. So, I don't know. If I had 10 thumbs, I'd give it 10 thumbs up. I have two. I'll give it two thumbs up. I was actually going to mention that Barry Badman scene because I think it's it, – it truly is – there's a lot in this movie that you could look at and be like, this is dumb, like whatever. Like, And there's a lot of movies that I really laughed at and really love that I recognize are dumb, like Hot Rod, Grandma's Boy. Mm-hmm. These movies are not well-regarded. They are obviously very stupid in a lot of parts of it, but they're also large chunks of it that I really, really, really love. And that Barry Badger in the scene is just like, it's so good. Every moment of it is so good. It's and ridiculous. There's a lot of this movie that's kind of like that. So I definitely gave it a thumbs up. I forgot how hilarious it was. There's a lot of really bad stuff in it. I think, I even think like whole characters are not very funny, but like, <laughs> but like large swaths of the movie are just like so good and so hilarious that I just have to give it a pass. So I definitely give a thumbs up to that. And I kind of agree with the submarine too. Like I think it's just, it's a well-placed um, joke in the movie. There's a lot of aspects to that joke, which I'll get to in my next uh, portion of it. But I just, I got to give that a thumbs up too. I mean, it even lasted longer than one would normally think for something that was just like a throwaway, whatever. So I mean, this lasted longer than a lot of the movies that we had for Does This Need a Sub? I think that's probably right. Definitely lasted longer than something like uh, the Jackie Chan film, for sure, right? For Strike, Mm. yes. Way longer than that. All right. Should I get into my who, what, where, when, why? Well, you give a thumbs up to both? Thumbs thumbs up both. Thumbs up both. Watch this movie. Watch this movie. I agree. And then, okay, you get into your stuff. Yeah. So- I'm going to start off with why, just kind of uh, do a little meditation on on why we think that the submarine was in the movie in the first place. I think it, first and foremost, is p- there purely as a joke, which I appreciate. I think it's good when a movie takes big big swings like this on um, certain certain aspects. This is obviously like a set piece. It's you know kind of a play on the actor being in there. Although I did read something that said that the joke was written before he was cast, so it's not something that they were like, oh, we've got this captain of from uh das boot we got to write a submarine thing uh it was already there before he was cast and so i like big swings like that i like them trying like you know risky stuff to say you know this is for a joke and that's kind of what i appreciate about certain movies like anchorman and this movie as well where everything's for a laugh and they don't really take too much seriously there's no like love story there's no there's no like any real serious aspect to it at all even the end they just kind of jump around being like hooray we won and so like the submarine is purely there for that 
um, for the Who, obviously, Jurgen Prochow, the patriarch, is the captain of the boat, and he's from uh, Das Boot. But we also do get a little bit of clarity on the other jobs that the uh, sons are doing on the boat. Uh, I did appreciate that one of them was holding a wrench. And a ran- I totally forgot to bring wrench. that up. Yeah. Just sitting there, the whole scene, holding a wrench. I mean, that is a staple. And you know they that had to have a medium. They're like, yeah. well, what's in a sub movie? Well, exactly. everybody's got a wrench. Yeah. Oh, we'll put that in there. That's it tells you it tells you the effort that they were going to to make sure what they were doing made sense. They weren't just saying, "Oh, we're just gonna have a submarine, like whatever." Like that set was really nice. You see that person holding that wrench, and I'm like, "I'm in." <laughs> Here we go. Like I'm. Uh, All right, I know, right? Here we go. Uh, and then what? Uh, it's kind of interesting because. In the previous one, you couldn't have said too much like a Lara Croft movie. You couldn't tell too much about like the submarine and what it was. You could say it's probably nuclear because of how huge it was and all that stuff. But uh, on this one, we actually do see – did you see the label? I did not. So on the wall of the U-boat, it's labeled U-922. And that is actually a real submarine. It never got really off the production line. It was commissioned – uh, in 1943, and then in 1945, it was part of an operation to, in an effort to avoid surrender as the um, Allies were closing in. The Germans started to scuttle all their submarines because obviously they had produced a huge number of submarines, even all the way to the end of the war. And so they started to scuttle a whole bunch of the submarines. U-922 was one of those uh, that was scuttled. Uh, it was sunk in 1945, I think, and then brought up in 1947 and taken apart or something like that. But I don't know if that was an like a joke that they knew, like oh, this was one that was scuttled. Maybe we're implying that this it wasn't really scuttled; that you know it still ended up in Germany, but uh, or if it was just they painted a number on the wall or whatever. But it's interesting to read about the background of that. Um, well, that I mean, if one. they had just randomly painted a number on the wall, kudos to them. Yeah, for landing on for picking that number. I mean, that is. Just shows the detail. I mean, from this group that, I mean, you look at the Broken Lizard group and you don't necessarily think, oh, we're going to like really delve in. A lot of the jokes, you know, seem like surface humor stuff, but something like that yeah. that you'd have to really dig into like you've done. It's, it's great. I mean, it shows the level that they're going to. Yeah. And then where? It's funny because it's in Colorado. So that's where the, everything is set is in Colorado. And so the submarine's actually in a lake uh, off the next to the restaurant that they own. Um, and so apparently they brought a submarine into a lake uh, to try to steal their recipe. Uh, and then when? It's actually longer on the screen than you would think. It's on there for 90 seconds, almost on the nose. 90 seconds being about 180th of the film. So actually greater than 1% of this film is a submarine film. I like that. that feels, I like that, that a lot. That feels significant. It sure does. Yeah. And that's and you all get I got. You the Das Boot Captain on the screen, which yeah. is pretty darn good. So you know what? Let's just scrap this episode. Let's make it a full episode. All right. Let's do it right now. We're going to extend it. All right. Take your headphones just kidding. off. Okay. All right. So anyways, last Micropod, Patrick did something that could be considered one of the greats. It's revolutionary. One of really. the one of the great things that has happened in Submersion. He dove into the J archive and said, hey, we've got some questions. There were three of us. Right now, there's only two of us. Right. I do have questions, but they're all going to be to Jamie. Oof, and so, knowledge. You better get ready. When I went to the J archive and looked up beer, there's you would have... There's a lot. There is a ton. So I specifically drilled into episode number... 4,670 
aired in 2004, December 17th. And the category is called Lager Rhythms. Okay. Lager Rhythms. I, I, I appreciate the math pun. Good. I know, right? So, numbers 2468. Those Wait, are the, so, oh, the, oh, I see. Two, 200, 400, 800. Right. 600. Don't forget about that one. Oh, no, yes. So, yes. Go for it. You let me know <clears throat> what you want to start with. I'm going to we'll start off easy. It. Let's do 200. Okay. Watney's Red Barrel and Newcastle Brown Ale mm-hmm. are two popular beers from this country. England. Great Correct. Britain. Okay, sorry. I thought for a oh, second you were going to be Stick like, with the first answer. Okay. Stick with the first answer. Okay. Uh, 200 to Jamie. Uh, I'm going to jump up to 800. Oh, here mm-hmm. we go. This beer, quote, that made Milwaukee famous, mm. unquote, became famous after donating kegs to Chicagoans after the Great Fire. Is that Miller? It is not. Uh, I, feel, I feel awful. Answer, the answer is Schlitz. Oh, see, I wouldn't have known that was necessarily from Milwaukee just because I feel like it's maybe gotten a little bit more national. It's harder to tell. Schlitz. Okay. I don't know if I've ever actually drank a Schlitz. I do not believe I have actually. Yeah. And now I feel I feel like a little embarrassed. I feel like I'm embarrassing myself. Uh, so I'm going to go it's back okay. to 400. Okay. This one should be quite easy for you. Beer like red wine can protect your heart by lowering the bad type of this cholesterol. Yes, sir. Yes. See, I work in the medical field, so that would have been extra embarrassing. There we go. All right. I'm going to jump back up to 1,000 because I'm feeling really good. I'm like sowing my oats. I'm feeling like real strong. I'm feeling my muscles. Well, for 1,000, I have something that is not even included in the Jeopardy episode. I don't know if you want that or not. What does that mean? This goes 2, 4, 6, 8. Not 1,000. Oh, so there wasn't even 1,000 that was listed? No. No, there's not. Oh, well, I guess I'd go so to- I'm going to take you to 600. You're going to do 600, sure, yeah. In 1988, after an over 70-year ban, this European country allowed the brewing and selling of strong beer. Wow, that's an interesting... And I did leave out one word that I think would give it away, so... Wait, wait, just hold on a second. So you you left out a word that was given to contestants to make it harder for me? Yes, I think you're that good. Yeah, man. I mean, I left a, lo- a lot of open air there, but oh boy. Okay, you want me to give you the word? Yes. Island. Say it again. Whole thing. Island. Say the whole thing again. In 1988, after an over 70 year ban, this European island country allowed the brewing and settling of strong beer. Brewing and selling, sorry, of strong beer. That's so, that's interesting. 1988? So you'd think it'd have to be something like Iceland. You're correct. Yeah. See, that's the only that's island. That's why I left out Island. That's why I left out Island. Yeah, because you couldn't, you couldn't possibly say Ireland, because obviously Guinness is like right a mainstay. Like, it was just, it would be ridiculous if they were like, I guess you can't brew Guinness. And then 1988, they're like, Guinness. And then all of a sudden, we're alive and everyone knows Guinness. That wouldn't make any sense. Right. But Iceland. Yes. That's interesting because I guess I, I'm trying to think. I, I, I think I've drank a beer from Iceland, but it would have been have more. You? I think it would be more from the, like the big boom that happened in the 2000s uh, of all the different mm. breweries and beers and stuff like that. 
And well, there you go. You got most of them, Jamie. All right. Uh, Not all. Quick question, quick I, quiz for you as we finish up this episode. What's your favorite yes. type of beer? My favorite type of beer? Yeah. So my favorite- Summer Shandy? I don't- <laughs> No. All right. That is one I drink often, but my favorite type is a Celebrator Doppelbach. By wow. far my favorite. That's I drink that like when a, something good has happened. I get those. Celebrator Doppelbach. That's a, that's, a, that's a good choice. Um, it is the one with the little goat. It's got the goat around the neck of the bottle on a string. Yeah, so I, I, it's interesting to to try to think of like what my favorite. I mean, I'm, I'm very much a dark beer person, although I do like IPAs quite a bit, especially lately. I kind of go in phases. Like sometimes I'm more into Belgian beers. Sometimes I'm more into IPAs. Sometimes I'm more into darker ones. I think I, I cut my teeth on the darker beers uh, in college and stuff like that. And I, the one that I used to go to as like, as you say, celebratory, the one that I'd buy, it was kind of be like, you know what? Cheers. Um, the one that I bought when I turned 21 with uh, my brother, Patrick, uh, was a Sinberkoff Porter, which is a Finland beer. And uh, not a typical 21 year old beer. No, no, we, we'd eyed it and we had eyed the shop that we bought it from who was it was owned by a Russian and he kind of recommended it. He said he had this is a true story. He said he had diabetes and he's not supposed to drink beer, but he would occasionally have that beer because he, you know, he said, fuck it. <laughs> it's for, worth for that one for. beer. Yeah, yeah. So it was a Balt- it's a Baltic Porter. And uh, and I don't know if I'm not sure I can really find it around here. I haven't had it since I was, um, you know, out east. Uh, but yeah, it used to be the one that I'd get to celebrate and stuff like that. Jeez Louise. Yeah. That's crazy. And one more thing before we go real quick, this is something outside of Jeopardy, but I think we all should know. And I just need to tell you, Jamie, I was looking at this. I was looking at beer fest on Amazon at the physical copy, the Blu-ray. So where do you think this movie ranks? There's two categories I'm going to give you. I just want you to give, and I'm going to tell you right now, it's greater than 250. So where do you think this movie rates in terms of comedies and sports movies as of Monday, March 2nd, a few days ago? The ranks change all the time, but where do you think this movie ranks in those two categories? 16th. For which one? They're oh. two separate ratings. Oh, sorry. Uh, for sports, I think it's probably 50th. For comedies, I think it's probably 50th. Okay. You'd be off. Comedies, it was rated 200. Yeah, that makes more sense. And sixth. Sports, number eight. What? Yes. <laughs> Blew okay. my mind. You yeah. want to know the other seven? Sure. All right. I'll do these fast. Real Steel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Talladega Nights. Caddyshack. Creed. Dodgeball. A True Underdog Story. Overcomer. And what? Super Bowl Champs Kansas City Chiefs video. Oh, fuck that. Thank you for listening to Submersion. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday. If you like what you heard, please leave us a rating wherever you listen. Want to interact with us? 
Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We also love to get messages from all of you. If you have a suggestion, a comment, or just anything you'd like to share, please email us at maceastudios at gmail.com. 